Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're halfway through the week. It's Wednesday, the 9th of Feb. It's just after 6 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Hope you're having a good morning wherever you are in the country. Tuning in to Baz and Izzy. We love being on the airways and talking a wee bit of sport and a wee bit of punting today because Ruakaka, there's a meeting on today and there's some good, good horses racing at Ruakaka today. And Opie, the one and only, is on as well. So I'm sure he's going to get a few of his paid. Anyway, we'll dip into that a bit later throughout the show. Louis's got a few tips he wants to give, and uh, there's a couple that Pikey gave us last week, so looking forward to sharing those with you. Anyway, we're going to talk a bit more. Winter Olympics is at the forefront of everyone's minds as we watch our Kiwi team fly the flag on the big stage. Last night, seen Campbell Wright competing in probably the most energy-sapping and mentally challenging discipline at the Games, 20-kilometre biathlon. 20-kilometre biathlon. So they're going around this cross-country track, They've got to stop, and they've got five bullets, and they've got five targets, and they've got to hit five targets. If they miss one, it's one minute penalty added onto their time at the end of it. So we're going to chat over. To, we're going to head over to Wanaka, and head to Wanaka, and we're going to chat to Tim David. Tim David, he's the president of the Wanaka Biathlon Club, and we'll just get his reaction of uh, what unfolded last night. It wasn't the night for Campbell Wright. He came thirty second in the twenty k biathlon, but. It's a, it's a hell of a story, actually. He could have represented the United States, but no, he stayed true and he represented New Zealand. So we're going to talk to Tim David earlier on in the show. And then after that, we're going to talk some football. We're going to talk some football because it's all happening in the FA Cup. We love an underdog story, and this one is right up there. Borham Wood. Anyone heard of Borham Wood? Give us a text, double eight, double three. Borham Wood. I certainly haven't. Anyway, they've defeated Bournemouth. I think that's East Hat, Louis. Bournemouth? Yeah, Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Yeah. Yeah, Bournemouth. Bournemouth. There you go. They've defeated Bournemouth, and they're third in the championship at the moment, but they've defeated Bournemouth to go the fifth round, and they're taking on Everton. Steven Gerrard's Everton. So there you go. They are right up there. And Luke Gerrard is the manager of Bournemouth. Uh, of um, Borham Wood, so he's going to join us this morning. We've gone all over the waves of the UK. Their media manager said it's been blowing up. It is a story in the UK football scene at the moment. They have gone to the fifth round 
and it's a great, great underdog story. So we're going to give you a bit more of that throughout the morning. And 740 we're going to chat to Luke Gerard. He is the, the manager. Looking forward to that. And then remember at the 8 o'clock, 8.40 every morning, we build up to fight night this Sunday. Arasanya v. Whitaker, Olberg v. Chirant. So we have a themed quiz every morning, 8.40 in the morning. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We have a quiz, a UFC quiz. Team Baz, Team Izzy. We need two callers. One of you will go with Baz. One of you will go with me. And there's three questions. You get them all right, you win a $50 pack. Thanks to the team at Musashi. So that is at 8.40. Stay tuned throughout the morning. And just the news coming through. Can I confirm it, Louie? Can I confirm it at 8, 8 o'clock? Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's let's throw it out there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Eight o'clock. We potentially might chat to Carlos Olberg. He is fighting in the UFC two seven one prelims. Uh, this will be his second fight. Second fight. He won his uh, contender fight to get a UFC contract. He lost his second bout, and this is his third bout. So he's having a fight over there this weekend against uh, Chirant. And uh, we're going to hopefully chat to him just after the 8 o'clock hour. He is busy preparing for a big fight night weekend. Arasanya v. Whitaka. Can't wait to watch that one. Tai Tuivasa. Ooh, that's going to be so, so good. There we go. So um, looking forward to that and having a wee chat. But anyway, that's enough for me. We've got a good show for you this morning. We've got a good show for you this morning. We're going to rip into it. There's lots and lots to talk about, particularly in the Winter Olympics. It's all happening over there, and uh, we want to talk about it. And we want to elevate our athletes up on the big stage. I'm going to cross over to the studio and say good morning to the team up there in Auckland. Hope you had a great night, and good morning to you all. And cross over to Matamata to my co-host, handsome Baz McCullum. Kia ora, Izzy. Very well done. Excellent. Your knowledge is outstanding. So the biathlon, I didn't realise, so you get... Five shots, right? So you got to, and if There's every shot targets. you miss, it's five targets. That's sound knowledge. Yeah. And so everyone you miss, you've got a minute delay. You just get a minute added on at right? the end. So you, yeah, just a minute, minute penalty. penalty. Yeah. That's and then, yeah, it's, it's tough. Have you watched, like, you watched a little bit, man. They are grinding up and down the hill. And it's quite funny because most of the tracks freestyle, but then they go into these little... These little like they're like railway tracks, and they just stay on those, and they mm. just follow each other, and it's it's quite a fascinating sport, and it looks very very challenging. They're physically demanding. Easy to sure. commentate on. How do the commentators go? What's their sort of style? Oh, I don't. Like, yeah, ra- like racing commentators, or like more sort of probably just know. talking about the story and maybe a few tactics that they're doing here, and I don't know. Heart rates and things like that. I, I'm I'm not too sure, mate. Oh, okay. Um, the Borenwood story. It's a fascinating one, isn't it? They've been yeah. Uh, so they're like not even a, like they're not even a, a team really. <laughs> like they're not even a professional <laughs> team really, are they? They're sort of like yeah, just a, a team of amateurs, and they're going to have one of their big shots. And and I think are they actually playing, um, Frank Lampard's side? No, who are they? Yeah, yeah. I said this. Steve Gerrard, but it's Frank Lampard. <laughs> Someone's already come through on the text line. Sorry, that's guy said Luke Gerrard, so I got mixed up, mate. But it's Frank Lampard. Yeah, he's Everton's manager. 
There you go. Same yeah. team. Thanks for your feedback, team, though, mate. on the double eight, double three. <laughs> Izzy, it's, Izzy, it's so good because Steven Gerrard is like, played for, spent his career playing for Liverpool, who are like the yeah. archest yeah. of rivals with him. That's just yeah. so good. <laughs> I'm just really wound them up. It's good to see they're head. on at 6 a.m. It's good to see the Texans are on and they're just straight in there. Bang! Yes, boy. Good on you. Good on you, mate. Frank Lampard. There you go. It's a, a great, great story, story though. Yeah, hell yeah. I don't think they've even con- conceded a goal yet um, in the entire uh, run through through the FA Cup. So, hey, let's let's see. It's one of those kind of, um, you know, well, I guess that's why the FA Cup was created, right? To give these mm. teams which which would never normally be able to compete on a, on a regular basis against these big boys. It gives them the chance to dream, the chance at, at glory and... You know that's that's what it's about, right? The, the global game and inspiring the the uh, the villages and and the people that wouldn't normally get the opportunity on the big leagues. So that's pretty cool. Looking forward to talking to Luke Gerard from the Bournemouth manager. Uh, he looks like a good crack, actually. Um, the other uh, the other big news, mate, overnight was Reese Walsh. Eh? It looks like it's mm. sort of going to end pretty badly for us. Us Warriors fans. But I can understand why, right? Redcliffe yeah. Dolphins, coached yeah. by the great Wayne Bennett. Someone who's, mm. someone like Reese Walsh, incredible talent. Young, had it all thrust upon him at such a young age. If there was one coach in the world who's a bit of a gnarly old bugger, but who seems to mm. find a way to just be able to galvanise a, a group of players to perform in rugby league, it would be Wayne Bennett. So from a career move, it would be a pretty good idea, I reckon. Especially because mm. you know, he's had his challenges, as we've seen, Reese Walsh, in the last last few months or last year or so. So might not be a bad move, but it'd suck for us Warriors fans, but it wouldn't be a bad move for him long term. I know he's going to be with the Warriors this year, but from that point on, it's not looking quite, not looking that likely, is it? Um, well, you mentioned, it all makes you mentioned sense. earlier as well. Yes, it all makes sense. He's a, yeah, he grew up in, yeah. in Queensland, eh? And he's he's already come out and he wants to represent um, the Maroons and Redcliffe Dolphins are a new side in the NRL. They've got a lot of money to throw around too and here would be the perfect coup for them, you know? Pick up, maybe a marquee signing and you're right. He's a young guy and he's got a young family and he wants to be close with his family. And So, uh, look, the media always first to pick up on things and you think, oh, it's here. You know, it's a bit of hearsay. We'll see what happens, but I think it's going to be quite true. You know, we've got we've got him this year, and we're looking to hopefully get a big season out of him. Those connections with Sean Johnson coming back into the Warriors side, and and, and you know, just those two those two connections is going to be key. But yeah, be sad, but I can see it happening, mate. Yeah, and it's sort of a, it's a bit of a throwback to yesterday and the conversation we're having around cricket coaching, you know, and and mm-hmm. and rugby coaching and. And that firmer hand, like Wayne Bennett, he seems to, well, there's no coincidence. Every team he goes to, he just turns into title contenders, you know. He just has that gift. And and from what I understand of his coaching style, it, it can be a little a little old school at times. Um, but he's mm. also got a progressive streak to him where he's able to, he's able to get, whether they're 17 years of age or 35 years of age in the team, He's able to get them all singing from the same song sheet, and and that was the 
the point we were making yesterday around the Justin Langers and the uh, Chris Silverwoods who are in charge of, well, who were in charge of Australia and England cricket sides, mm. um, that they weren't able to do that. We weren't able to find the balance between master and, and friend, I guess, um, as, a, as a coach, whereas Wayne Bennett has. And maybe maybe it is the best thing for Reese Walsh's career. And it, it's intriguing that someone who's got so much flair would be mm. that keen on on going to a coach like Wayne Bennett. So I, I love it. I think most sort of young players that are in various sports that I look at, they sort of shy away from that. They shy away from the old taskmaster, you know. Mm. They want to go to someone someone who's a little bit closer to their their age, their kind of demographic to, to make them feel a bit more comfortable. But, hey, it could do, be a, Do you reckon Bears? Do you reckon Bears? Be like, I reckon movement. Wayne Bennett, uh, in the media, I reckon he puts on on this facade like he comes out and he's he's really strong. He gives the, the media one you know, one word answers. He puts on that like that front, and I, I've seen videos of him back in the environment where he's actually at the back of the bus playing the guitar with Benji and all the you know all the players really getting into it. So what I'm I don't I haven't been coached by him, and I, I don't really know him from bus. I never met him, but from what I'm seeing is he's. I reckon he's out there and he'll protect his players and he'll go through everything. Cause I've seen him in interviews when his players haven't played well and they've gone, got an absolute hiding. He's the, the media ripping into them and he's just got their back. He's just backing them up, supporting them, which is great from a coach. But then you see him in the background and he's, I feel like he's got those connections with all the players. But don't get me wrong, when it's time, when the time's tough and he needs to lay down the, the, you know, lay it down on the ground and say this is what it is, he'll do that. But I feel like he's, he's old school, but he's. He's come a long way and he's, he's grown those connections. I might be wrong, but that's something that I've kind of seen from, from the outside looking in, that he's got a real good connection with every single player. And I think that's what's the difference between him and Langer. Like, there was just those... You've got to grow those real deep connections with each individual player, and uh, I think he does that. Mm. I, I agree, mate. I couldn't agree more, actually, because that... That's the exact coach that I was sort of referring to yesterday, the coaching yeah. style, the ability to have a firm grip over your side and over your players yep. and, and be in control and also steer the direction of of the team. Mm. So you're effectively, I know Shane Warne made, made, uh, made a bit of fun a long time ago about John Buchanan when, Buchanan when he said the coach, he always thought the coach was just the bus and that's about as good a role as what they, what they need because the players can just take care of themselves. But I think the coach is actually the one who's driving the bus. So he has the vision, he has the direction of where they want to go. But then all of the shenanigans and, and all of the fun is often had in the background. You've got to allow that to come out. And if you can actually dip into it occasionally as well, like you say Wayne Bennett does, then you build those harmonious relationships yeah. across different types of people in the group. Because everyone that plays in the team, right? Like everyone's so different. You always get... You've got, as I say, you may have 17-year-olds, you may have who are, you know, they're, they're trying to find a girlfriend or just establish themselves in, mm. in a team. And then you might have, say, 24, 25, 27-year-olds who have got partners, maybe looking to start a family. Um, maybe sort of their career's taking a twist. They might need to challenge themselves or settle. And then you've got guys who are later in their career who might have families and young families, and that brings different challenges and then they might just be trying to finish their career with a bang. Um, so you've got so many different things going on, let alone ethnicities and, and various mm. sort of different upbringings. So there's so much to be able to dissect to then uh, bring everyone back to a common cause, 
which is where the coach has to be in control of that. So that's why I think Wayne Bennett, what he's been able to achieve, because he does it every single team he goes to, mate. <laughs> it's, it's extraordinary. Mm. Every team he's been to. What we might try and do, actually, is get someone on who is close with Wayne Bennett at some stage in, in the next few days and, and just find out a little bit more about his coaching style and see if we can just maybe extract a little bit of those secrets of why he's been one of the master coaches and maybe see where the differences may be between, say, a, a Justin Langer or a, um, Chris Silverwood or, or other coaches that we've experienced as well. So we might try and do that. Louis, can you write that one down in the in the to-do book, please, mate? Yeah, That'd be mate. great. Someone that can, even better, we'll get Wayne Bennett on at some point. That'll be a good <laughs> test for you. <laughs> <laughs> away from away from the season might be a good time to do it actually, but yeah, it's a fascinating kind of dynamic, eh? coaching and team environments, and yeah, really, really. Interesting. Here's a question we'll for you, follow, Baz. Here's a question we'll for you, for, for yeah, Langer. Bro. For Langer, obviously, with what's happened, come on on the forefront and, and what's been spoken about in the public, for him now, if he's going to get back into coaching, would he change? Would he change the way he approaches? A team environment, or or would he just stay true and say, "Look, this is how I coach, and and this is how I do it. Suck it up and and handle it." Or what does he have to adapt and, and evolve? That's a great question, mate. That is a great question because I actually think his style might work really well for the right team at the right time, um, as mm. it did probably for for that Australian side. But then they, it's a short shelf life, that style of coaching, I reckon. Um, and that's okay as well. You can get in there, bang, make your impact, and then get out. But there may be a, a situation where he has to bend slightly as well, bend on some of his stoic kind of stance. And I think we saw that. We saw that in the last in the Ashes and in the T Twenty World Cup. He did bend a little bit, you know, because he was able mm, to mm. he was able to take a bit of a back back step, even though he might not want it. wanted to do it. He was able to do it, and the success then came. So he has shown that he's capable of doing that. And maybe that was would be a nice lesson as well for him. But look, he's a very, very good coach. There's no doubting that. Yeah. Um, and opportunities will be a plenty for him, whether that's other international teams, domestic sides. Something will come up, and he won't be out of out of mm. work for long. But uh, I do love the. Uh, I, I listened to Smitty yesterday. I know we've got to get off for a break in just a sec, but I listened to Smitty yesterday after we were on air, and um, and he he said there's all, there's only two types of coaches. The coach who's um, who's been sacked, and the coach who's waiting to be sacked, and it's so true. <laughs> That's the mindset that you've got to <laughs> you got to be in, right? You got to you got to build something. You got to prepare as if you're going to live forever in that job, but live live as if you're going to die tomorrow. And that's the life of a coach, and that's the challenge which is in front yeah. of you. Six twenty-one in the morning here on Baz Nizzy for breakfast. A big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 26 minutes past six here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. Give us a call any time on the Kennards High phone line 0800 150811 or send us a text on double eight double three. I'll get to those texts in just a second as well. So we had some punchy chat this morning, some punchy coaching chat. Mm. Deep mm. talking Wayne Bennett and the guru himself. Well, Adam's come, come back to us, said that coaching vibe that Bennett has, I believe Razor has at the Crusaders. I won't get... And as he started on Foster, that's from <laughs> that's from Adam. Oh well. Anyway, and there's from Richie. Why? Why are your thought? What are your thoughts on players who have signed a contract for a certain period of time, then trying to break it to go to another club? 
I guess that's in uh, in reference to um, Reese Walsh. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Is a it's a difficult um, one, isn't it? Because the circumstances uh, change. Yeah, I've had a think. I've had a thought about this one. I think the situation needs to be uh, you know, talked about. I think for a, a guy that's holding the pads and he hasn't get, got much game time, and there's a great opportunity for him at another club to get out there and, and get his face out there and get his game on the big stage. I don't mind that, but the way that this Reese Walsh situation has been, uh, you know, it has come about when we're just at the start of the NRL season, and there's already talks about him going to the Dolphins. I think it's a bad idea because he is. Our superstar. He is the superstar of the Warriors, and he is going to be a big player for the Warriors. And if he breaks and leaves early, I'm not a fan of that. I think he's signed a commitment. He's signed a contract to play for the Warriors, and his 100% commitment should be with the Warriors. I don't know what's going on externally if he is in talks with the with the Redcliffe Dolphins, but that should wait to the end, and his agent should be doing it. Um, I think once you've sort of signed a commitment to be a part of a team and you've, you've bought into that team's um, mantra, then you should be fully 100% committed. Uh, so uh, if that's the case, yeah. yeah, I'll be pretty disappointed. Yeah, I guess I, I sort of look at things slightly differently. Uh, from a coaching, obviously I think honouring contracts is really important, but also contracts in a, in a current day professional era seem to be a little bit flimsy as well. Um, from a coaching mm. point of view, all of my trainings for my team are optional because I, I'd rather them not turn up than turn up half-hearted. Um, so if you if you make the decision to come along to a training, then you put the work in. You know you, you've done it yourself, and mm. I think it's a little bit the same with contract. I'd rather not have someone in a side that isn't actually wanting to be there. I'd rather find someone mm. that, that maybe of lesser ability, um, but have them um, fully committed to to the cause. So it's interesting. There's different different things. I guess mm. things change plenty. Speaking of change, my local uh, one of my local pubs here, the Readout, they've changed the menu. Is this is this is massive? A change of menu for one of the one of the best restaurants in town. Well, one of the only restaurants in town as well, I must say. But a change of menu after so long is significant. And Beaver picked up on it yesterday, and I've only found out this morning. It's quite big news. It was it's it's given me it's given me a lift actually. On my way back from Sid trip to Mount Monganui, stopped in to see some family in Matamata. Stopped in at uh, one of the restaurants there for lunch yesterday, and I was perusing the menu. Oh, the pizza looks good. They've got a BMAC pizza, a pizza dedicated to Brendan McCullum. Beaver, do you want to have a guess at what you think the BMAC might entail? I would have to think there's going to be some spice in it. So I'm going to say spicy pepperoni. Mm, something fiery, you reckon? Yeah, because yeah, he's a firecracker. He is a firecracker. Yeah. Um, no, you'd be wrong. Okay. Uh, double ham, double pineapple, double cheese. Do you reckon he goes to that place and actually orders that pizza? Oh, like, is it specially made for him? That's what I want to know. I'm not sure. I've actually never had that fiery. pizza, but I will try it. <laughs> yeah, or fiery. I'll try it. I thought I'd be more chance of having a beer. Named after me because I go there regularly and normally have about four or five pints while I'm there. So I thought that might be the chance. But uh, let's come back on the other side of the news and we can chat a little bit as well. I know we've got Louis Love Racing update. He might be able to slide in there what we think a pizza might be for you is. If we had a pizza named after mm. you, what sort of pizza would it be and why? Give it a little bit of thought. Maybe you've got an idea, double eight, double three. Take care, mate. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, I don't know about that one. But we'll come back and chat about that soon. It's time to head off to the news with Emma and a big thanks to Kubota as well. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. SCNZ. SCNZ, we're 27 minutes away from seven. Yep, Baz, love racing, not far away, but let's get to the real important stuff here. You left us on a cliff. <laughs> what pizza would Izzy be? Oh, I think he's a dessert pizza, personally. <laughs> Ooh. He's sweet, Ooh. a little bit indulgent. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, Louie, you hitting on me? <laughs> And I've seen Shannon for a little while, Louis. <laughs> oh, no, I reckon oh, is he's got a little bit of he's got a little bit of, you know, he's a he's got a little bit of you know, just he's he's a kind soul. He's a nice it's it's not a it's not a harsh big meaty pizza, I don't think. Oh, look, look, can I can I explain my pizza? No. I like that, Louis. Thank you. Thank you. You've just Please really do. blown up my head. I wish he had long Blonde hair looking like my wife. You know. um, <laughs> Wait, she's a lot closer than um, I am. <laughs> uh, I'll be back shortly. <laughs> um, I reckon I, I. I don't know. This is something I like. I like a bit of piece. I like a thin base, um, bit of mozzarella, bit of mozzarella cheese, bit of tomato base, and then a bit of. Um, Bit of prosciutto on the top. Mm. That, that's basically what I'm. I'm a bit about, eh? Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. sort of punchy, but you know, that's good. Not too. Mate, not too complicated. Jerry's Jerry's come on. Jerry's come on the text line. He has seen the pizza because that's pretty much what the pizza is, Jerry. It is triple ham with triple cheese. <laughs> With a bit of pineapple <laughs> <laughs> to sweeten them up. Well, it could be quite controversial, Baz, because do you think, do you like pineapple on pizza? I think I think Jerry's referring to a triple hundred, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where he's going with that one. So cheers, Jerry. Uh, Thanks, brother. Okay. Yeah, cheers for mentioning that. Um, yeah, I don't mind pineapple. I don't discriminate, mate, you know. Yeah, nice. Pineapple's there, it's there. If it's not there, it's not there. It's controversial, yeah. eh? It's a controversial topic. Yeah, I know what pineapple. I know what Joe would have. <laughs> oh no, Joe would definitely have a gluten-free, thin-based vegetarian pizza with light cheese. That would be Joe's. Joe, am I right? You are right. Yeah, I like a tortilla, tortilla <laughs> base, like so thin. It's not even a pizza base, you know. And it's like if you don't get it perfectly right, yeah, you burn it. I, I, I love the challenge. Yeah, yeah. And some uh, broccoli. I'm trying to eat healthy. I actually had the idea of a dessert pizza for Izzy as well. I reckon some like chocolate covered strawberries, some maple syrup, some blueberries. Wow, delicious. Ooh. Might have to start Ooh. being hard on you, boys. All right. <laughs> He's <laughs> <laughs> just doing softy. That's it. Oh, uh, sorry, Louis. Get no, back to your no. This is this is the, in the kitchen. This Get is, back in the kitchen, you boys. <laughs> this is the good stuff. <laughs> this is the good stuff. Um, yeah, I don't really know how to follow it up, so we won't even try. Let's just talk some love racing. Love racing. Nz. That's your home for everything. Form previews, reviews. Izzy, you made the point earlier on. We've actually got a, a pretty cool meeting mm. at Ruakaka today. Uh, well, probably, even though it's been wet around the place, the, up there at the beach, it dries out pretty nicely. And I would be remiss of us not to point you towards race number one. Last week on Thursday, after Field of Gold won the Waikato Guineas, 
Tony Pike came on. The president's always very good with his time, and he came on. And we said, do you have anything for the next wee while? And he said, yep, we got a two-year-old we're taking up to Ruakaka, which is, you know, it's always interesting when they take these two-year-olds up to Ruakaka because anyone that's driven up to Northland from Cambridge knows it's a slog, and there's a it's a little bit of a windy road as well. But total recall, and I've had a look at the trials here at the Darcy Brahma filly. She's trialled up on a Cambridge synthetic, then at Ellerslie, so she can go right-handed, and um, she can gallop. She's got Grilsey on from Barrier 1. Pikey gave us the point. I wouldn't see any reason not to back her. Skew if for Opie Boston and Jamie Richards is the danger. Shock. but um, uh, And then there's the local up there deploy for Kenny Ray as well. But just w- checking the trials out, she's got a very lovely little action. Um, she just sat in behind them, which you like to see the two-year-olds do so they don't have to jump and run. So from barrier one, she'll get a soft run. And another couple I want you to watch as he throughout the day. Uh, there's a really yep. promising, a really promising horse called Pinarello for Robert Wellwood and Roger James in race number four. So steps up to six, 65 company today, rating 65, draws out a little bit. This horse is going to be a good staying type. It's going to get over ground. Tavistock, Zonza, or oh, there's a breed. Um, and I just think it, it should have won both its starts. It's a really nice galloper. Soprano Supreme, again, was a horse we were going to back when Matamata got binned a couple of weeks ago. So will be the threat. But for me, Pinarello. And then I, I, I do, I mean, I've just got a real soft spot for Vanessa in race number nine. This is a nice rating 74, the Northland Business Systems. Again, the Cambridge Stud Colours. Lance Noble does the training of, I think, Vanessa is a, a better horse than her eight starts for two wins record shows. And she actually ran just in behind uh, show of Roses, our Alley Cat and Tualissa in that Phillies and Mears race. So up to the mile now, I think she'll be there for a reason. Um, and uh, mm. even though Dionysus has been running some nice races and Clever Conversation and Mighty Spa, this is a really good rating 74, as well as a loft down there at the bottom of the book. I think Vanessa, for me, would be my top selection there in race number nine. So some good racing to entertain us throughout the day today. Yeah, really good racing, and actually, some, even in those fields, and I agree with all the selections that you made, but even in the, those fields, there's some sharp other horses as well that come into calculations, even in the first there, Louis, at the top of the card, Win Express with Lance O'Sullivan and Andrew Scott. This thing this thing goes good. This is a big chance as well in that race if it gets the right run. Look, yep. I love the fact that Tony Pike came on and tipped us into one a week before it was running, and that is a massive steer into one, but... Yeah, there's plenty to to work around in those calculations as well. And I'm fortunate enough to be heading out to uh, Pencaro today to check out their yearlings. Um, got a yearling parade out there and just a little bit of uh, a little bit of a graze afterwards, which would be quite nice. Thank you, Sir Peter Vella. And I remember talking to Sir Peter Vella recently, and he mentioned that this horse, aloft, he felt was stakes quality. He thought it was the stakes quality. Really good. Horse in the... Yeah, in, uh, in waiting, and I know it's drawn a little wide today, and it's, and it's uh, paying $8.50, but just keep an eye on that one as well in, in Bernaz's Bez, um, Bez, field it's not, race. It's not related to Time Flies, is it? <laughs> <laughs> time Flies, what? Time Flies ran fourth, did it run fourth in the crack million? Just... Yeah, hit a real I'm good joking. run. Yeah. Okay, I'm just that's being tough bad. today. I'm being tough. I'm just coming here. I'm just, you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You, try, you don't want to be a dessert pizza. You want to be something with a little Embrace bit more, it, is bit he? more grunt. Embrace it. <laughs> People love How dessert pizza. Good banter. Yeah. 
Do you reckon people love dessert pizza? Nah. I don't know if people love uh, dessert pizza. I, I don't pizza. know. Nah. I, I, not dessert pizza. I haven't even had it. Is it, is it even nice? Well, it's just, it's kind of like a pie, I guess. See, so I reckon <laughs> oh, with pie you, now. Is, <laughs> the pizza that you mentioned, <laughs> the pizza that you mentioned, the thin base yeah. kind of Italian style kind of prosciutto, mm. bit of mozzarella, bit of, uh, what do you call it? Tomato, tomato paste. I reckon that's good because everyone loves that, right? And yeah. everyone loves Izzy. So I think that's a good pizza for you, mate. The, okay. It's a pizza for the people. And that's what you are. You're a person for the people. Izzy Dag. <laughs> 6.41 in the morning here on Baz Izzy for breakfast. It was a love racing update with Louie. Thank you, mate. We've got coming up next one of the favorite times of the day. And it's going to be a big old quiz today. Take on Quizzy Dag. Take on the Ismaster. You win yourself $50 bonus bet with the TAB to load up at Rua Kaka later on today. Call now 0800 150811. 6.47 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. The phone lines are hotting up on 0800 for our Quizzy Dag. Before we get to that, a little text from Richard. Hey, brothers, Walsh has signed till the end of 2024 and has an option in his favour for 24. He's not allowed to even talk to other clubs until this year's season is done. Interesting. Thank you, Richard. Good feedback mm. on that. It is now time for us to have a crack at Izzy Dag. Uh, Quizzy Dag. Not a crack at Izzy Dag. At Quizzy Dag. <laughs> Izzy, the man who loves a prosciutto, mozzarella, thin base, the man <laughs> of the people, the pizza of the people. <laughs> The Quizzy Dag is brought to you by Ashley and Martin. Not happy with your hair loss? Make today your turning point and search Ashley and Martin online. $50 bonus bet on the way for Quizzy Dag. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is? It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a pass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies cause this ain't in the bag. Oh, 800-150-811 now. Give it a go. Yes, yes, yes. It's that time in the morning. Want to get you paid because... I've had a wee multi, Louis had a wee multi, and Baz has had a wee multi because there's a race meeting today at Royal Kaka. There's a few tips coming out on the show, and we'll keep them coming. I've got a nice wee juicy multi. I'd like to get that $50, but no, it's for one of you, one of you at home. We're going to cross over to Hamilton, and we're going to go to Jade, and he's up first. Morning, Jade. Kia ora, brother. Kia ora, brother. Kia ora. Good morning. Here we go. You ready? Yeah, let's go, bro. Question number one. Cam Fletcher and who else were selected to the Black Caps for the first time yesterday? Oh, the wicket keeper. Pass, bro. I don't know. Oh, unlucky, Jade. Cheers, brother. Go Simon in Auckland. Morning, Simon. Hey, good, mate. Cam Fletcher and who else were selected to the Black Caps test squad for the first time yesterday. Uh, is the, oh, is it the test squad? Yeah. Is it Blair, yeah. Blair, Blair, Blair Tickner? Yeah, it is Blair Tickner. Well done. Question number two. Who coached the All-Whites at the 2010 World Cup? 
That is correct. Well done. Which English Conference League side took down Bournemouth in the fourth round of the FA Cup this week? I know that one because I lost money on it. Boreham Wood. <laughs> FC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well done. Well, stay tuned. We're going to chat to their manager very, very shortly. Question number four. Russian Camilla Vileva made figure skating history when she became the first woman to land a quadruple at the Winter Olympics. How old is she? ボール。私は今15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15。15
What sort of what sort of pizza? It's called a white bait fritter. <laughs> yeah, some white baby. Yeah, white He's actually good next, so it'll be yeah, it'll be mm, half it's real thin base. things, real thin base. Yeah, and maybe Kirsty will find out. You'd know, you know Kirsty well. What sort of pizza would she like? Quickly? Meat lovers. You like meat lovers? <laughs> good girl. Good girl. All right, coming up 7 o'clock in the morning here on Baz Izzy for breakfast. After the news, we've got Tim David, president of the Wanaka Biathlon Club. He's going to talk to us. Izzy's got all the scoop on that. Five targets. Very impressed with your information there, mate. We're craving a McCafe about now. So we're going to cross over to Emma with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. It's Wednesday, the 9th of Feb, and it's just after 7 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Emma, Emma's just had a wee dig at us. Had a wee ticket and ticket us for getting the wooden spoon and pacing for purpose, Emma. It's a long day. It's a long day. And the one we thing you probably didn't know, Trudy, Trudy and the breakfast show had a real solid relationship. We need you to come <laughs> on and be part of the team, love. Anyway, it's all good. It's all good. We'll be back. Pacing for purpose. We'll be back. We'll be at the top. And well, once we get that multi going, oh! wait to take some money from the tab. Anyway, we've got a good show coming up for you right now. We're going to talk a bit of football very, very shortly. We're going to Bournewood, Bournewood FC. They have gone to the fifth round. They're taking on Everton and Frank Lampard is the manager of Everton. So they'll be taking on, they've got a bit of a challenge ahead of them when they take on Everton. So we're going to chat to Luke Gerrard. He is the manager of Bournewood and we're going to have a little good conversation with him. What a wonderful story. Great. We love it on underdogs. We love the underdogs coming through. Hopefully they can get one more and beat Everton. And then just after 8 o'clock, it's been confirmed, we're going to talk to Carlos Olberg. He is fighting in the undercard of 271 UFC Arasanya Whitaker 2. We're going to chat to Carlos Olberg. He is a champion fighter. He's just starting his wee journey. He's been in the, in the ring. He's won King of the Ring in New Zealand, the, the fight in Auckland there a few times, and uh, he is a great, great fighter. He's just starting his UFC journey, so I'm looking forward to chatting to Carlos Olberg just after 8 o'clock. And just remember, End of the show, 8.40ish. We're going to do the quiz, the UFC thing quiz. There's Team Baz, Team Izzy. One of you is going with Baz, one of you come with me. Three questions, get them all right, you win a $50 pack thanks to the team at Musashi. So stay tuned throughout the morning and then we'll send it home with that quiz at about 8.40ish on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. But right now, the Winter Olympics are a time to immerse yourself in sports you've never either knew existed or knew anything about. No doubt for a lot of you watching the biathlon last night, you would have been fascinated with the endurance sport, which takes skill, stamina and precision. New Zealand's youngest athlete at these games, Campbell Wright, was out there and gave a massive account of what himself finishing 32, 32nd of 92 competitors last night. The young Kiwi learnt his trade in Wanaka and Tim David is the president of Wanaka Biathlon Club and no doubt would have been very proud watching along last night and he's kindly given up some time to join us this morning. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. How's it going? 
Oh, we're going well, mate. We're going well. We're absolutely loving the Winter Olympics. We were actually talking off air with Louie and just saying how much, uh, how much enjoy- more enjoyable is it, uh, you know, than just the, the normal Summer Olympics. Um, you you get to witness these sports that you never really get to watch, and you get, you know, you're learning along the way. You get a bit more of an understanding. And last night was was something as well. Watching Campbell Wright go around and. And I was talking off air, I kind of learned a wee bit about it when they got to shoot the five targets, mate. So, so how, how proud were you of Campbell last night and how well did he go? Hey, we're, look, we were extremely proud. Like, a year ago, we had no idea that Campbell was going to get good enough at his young age to, mm. to even qualify for the Olympics. So, so we, we were really excited to get him there. Um, he did a good job last night. I mean, sure, he, he, he's not winning medals at his age yet, but to come 32nd, mm in a field of 92 was really good. He shot extremely well. And if he can work on his skiing speed, which he will in the next couple of years, he'll be right up there. Hey, Tim, it's, uh, it's Baz here, mate. Is biathlon a, is it a big sport around the world? So, yeah, hi, Baz. How's it going? So, biathlon is one of those sports that it, it lives under the radar for most of the time um, in mm. most countries, with the exception of Germany and Russia Norway, Sweden, and there it's really big news in the winter. It's it's a strange one. It's one of those uh, it's one of those sports that when it's on TV over there and the crowds are huge, uh, it's it's really sort of a you know it's really compelling and and it's very very popular. What's strange now is watching biathlon when there's no spectators because of COVID. So it doesn't look the same at all. It doesn't have the atmosphere which which you'd notice last night. It's a bit quiet. So okay, that's interesting. So what about our our terrain? then Tim is it um have we got kind of the ideal kind of terrain here in New Zealand to be able to prepare for uh, our athletes for the biathlon well look it's it's real hard down here I mean then the day we don't have very many uh, cross-country ski resorts so you need you need a cross-country ski track system and to my knowledge the only one we have is down at snow farm just outside Wanaka um, and then on top of that, you, you have the complexity of having a biathlon range, a shooting range, in, in the middle of your ski resort. And that's, that's really hard to arrange. It's not the sort of thing that, uh, that you can easily set up, as you can appreciate. Um, so we're lucky enough here in, in Wanaka to have, at the snow farm, uh, the Wanaka Biathlon Club. And that, that, was, that range was built about 10 or 15 years ago. And it was inspired by some um, people who had been watching the racing in, in Europe and, and thought that, you know, we could have a chance of doing something similar. Um, because, as you know, Kiwis are, are very keen on hunting, um, and Kiwis <laughs> love, love an endurance challenge. And so biathlon fits in really nicely. Yeah, beautiful. Tell us about the story. I was just getting a bit more of an understanding of the story of Campbell Wright. Um, obviously, U.S. parents, and there was a case of him potentially actually representing the United States, but he's chose it right. He's worn the silver fern, and he's gone down the track. Was was there ever a case of, of, Kiwi, of us ever losing him to, to the United States and him going over and representing them? I, I, I don't think it was a serious threat. Um, you just need to talk mm. to Campbell for two minutes to realise he's completely Kiwi as. You know, him and his brothers <laughs> uh, and his family are absolutely committed here, um, Kiwis. And you can tell from my accent that I'm, I'm not originally from this country, but we're all, we're all proud of this country and proud of the area and that we'd, no one would compete for anyone else. Beautiful. Well, tell us about your club, mate, the Biathlon Club in Wanaka. How many competitions and are, are you able to hold a year? And, and is it quite a serious sport down there? Have you got a lot of competitors that are keen on the, on the sport of biathlon? Look, we're, we're tiny. We're absolutely minute. Um, 
we have, we have a range of, of 10 shooting positions, so you, so you can have 10 shooting points. Um, I don't think I've ever seen all 10 being used at the same time. You know, we, we have such a small group of people, probably 30 or, or 50 people at the most, and we have a young and old. But where, the, where all the, um, the interest and where all the passion is right now is getting the youngsters, the people who are aged 12 onwards, getting them a chance to have a go at this sport. And what we found over the years is that youngsters who've been up to the snow farm doing a bit of cross-country skiing, if you give them the opportunity to do a bit of shooting as well, they get quite excited and you can't keep them away. And that's where Campbell came from. It was basically mm. the whole deal of, of telling someone who's 12 years old, hey, would, would you rather be just cross-country skiing around or do you want to do a bit of shooting a rifle as well? It doesn't take much <laughs> to convince them. <laughs> what, what kind of rifle is that? Well, can you explain what the rifle is and uh, what yeah. kind of caliber they're using? Yeah, so it's, it's a two um, So basically it's oh. a, a five-shot two two rifle. So uh, very similar to what you use to shoot uh, rabbits or something like that. But this thing, yeah. as with all sporting equipment, you know, it's a high-tech, um, high-precision um, version of, of that. Um, it's, we shoot over 50-meter range at, at targets, and the targets are approximately, well, when you're, when you're lying down, you shoot at targets that are the size of a golf ball, so 45 millimeters across. And Ooh. when you're standing up, you shoot at a target the size of a, of a grapefruit. Um, do you know what? I'll be honest. The target shooting itself isn't that hard when you're when you're relaxed and you're taking it easy and you, you're just having a, a, a shoot around. The problem is, is once you're you're racing on the skis, you, you're going yeah. at absolute maximum, and it's basically it's it's like doing a, a you know a bike race or a or a, a, a cross country run. It's that sort of effort, and then you got to stop and shoot. It's real hard. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting actually. So out of, out of those two. Um skills what is the most important like what separates the best from from the rest when it comes to biathlon the 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 skiing or or the the shooting or obviously it's a combination of both but which is more important well look it's 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 a combination but yeah the the most important thing of all and and the the thing that stops more countries going into it is is the skiing so the cross cross cross-country skiing i I noticed on television last night the cross-country skiing it looked really flat I can assure you it is anything but that. It's, it's, the slopes are quite steep. And uh, the, the engine you need to, in order to be able to ski up, up and down those hills, you, you've got to be like an elite athlete. And as I mentioned before, like a cycle racer or a mountain bike racer, cross-country runner, you need to be virtually international level engine to be able to do that. And then the technique itself is really hard to learn. It's a, it's a little bit like mm. swimming in that, you can learn to swim, but can you swim quick enough to be in the Olympics technically? And as we know, that takes 10, 15 years of going up and down the pool just to get the right technique. Cross-country skiing is just like that. It's super technical. The shooting yeah. itself, hey, yeah. you, can, you can teach yeah. people to shoot pretty quick. Okay. Well, that's good. Interesting. Hey, um, Tim, you mentioned that you're not actually from New Zealand. <laughs> what, brought you to, what brought you to New Zealand and, and whereabouts are you actually from? Uh, so yeah, I, I grew up in the UK, and I I was introduced to biathlon when I was serving in the in the British Royal Marines. Um, a, a lot of our servicemen in in, in UK try biathlon when they're when they're soldiers, and that that's where I got got into it there. Um, I was lucky enough to be involved with the British team, and 20 something years ago, I I took the team to the uh, the Nagano Olympics as, as as the manager. 
So that was a long time ago. And then I've since then, um, my wife and I, we've lived in Australia together. And I'm over here on my Australian passport. And I've been here for eight years now. And I'm, Wanaka is now my home. Um, and my, my young family growing up here. And uh, oh, we absolutely love this place. Beautiful yeah. part of the world, eh? Wanaka. What a oh, it's, it's the best. <laughs> you got on it. Right time, much time down there is. I've Sorry, spent a wee bit. I've spent a wee bit. If you've got on at the right time, eight years ago, the prices are through the roof now. So you're doing pretty well <laughs> down there at the moment. <laughs> I spent a bit of time. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful spot. Um, hey, quickly, just before we let you go, I just want to ask you in the next couple of years, if we're able to get Campbell right to the top of the echelon, to the top of the picking order in biathlon, can he achieve that in Wanaka at the club, or will we ha- will we see him more offshore in those countries you spoke about before? Well, you know, already he's for the last three or four years he's had a program where he's headed across Europe when the snow comes in in late November, yeah. and he basically trains in Europe from November till around about March, and then he comes back awesome. here um, and and trains on the on the on his roller skis on the roads around Wanaka, and then when the snow comes in in oh. late June. He, he trains here so he actually has an advantage on some people that he, mm. he he has to go to the northern hemisphere to race and, and train so he has snow there like all his competitors mm. but then he also gets a second winter down here which a lot of them don't get to do obviously um but you know the reason he got into biathlon one of the reasons was that when he was very young when he was 10 the some of the russian team were training down at the snow farm and he, he saw he watched them and they were olympic athletes and he wondered what on earth was going on and they were down here for a training camp, just trying to get some good snow, because they prefer to, to ski on this snow rather than glacier snow that you'd get up in 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 Europe in the winter in in the summer. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 confident that we can uh, we can give him everything he needs. Um, he's yeah. he's used to travelling around the world and he's used to, to to looking after himself. He's got a great coach, so he'll be okay. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, we're really proud of him, mate, and we really appreciate your time. Tim David, the president of Wanaka Biathlon Club, appreciate your time this morning, mate, and uh, enjoy Thanks, Wanaka. Steve. Beautiful part of the world and beautiful part of the country. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. There we go, eh? Tim David talking about Campbell Wright. He's only young, 19 years of age, and uh, already doing big things. 32nd, not quite what he was after, but I'm sure... Over the next wee while, he'll be all good, Bears. But anyway, we'll be back shortly. We're going to talk about a super rugby. Roger Tuivasa-Shek, we haven't spoke about him yet. He played the other day. It was a terrible conditions over there in Wellington. Wasn't able to get out and do what he does. But I'm still not convinced that 12 is his position. I want to see him at the back. But anyway, we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back shortly. That was Tim David, president of Wanaka Biathlon Club. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 22 minutes past, 23 minutes past seven, actually, here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kennard's High phone line 0800 150 or keep your texts coming on double eight double three. Later on in the show, we're going to talk a little bit of Borehamwood. Hey, the underdogs, a classic underdog story. And we're going to speak to Luke Gerard from Borehamwood, who is their manager, which is going to be a great chat. And Jerry's just sent through a text. Let's hope the Minnows player Goodison and Everton give the gate takings to Borehamwood. By the way, <laughs> Everton are the dirty half of Liverpool, so it won't surprise if they don't give a pound. Ooh. 
Ouch. <laughs> Whack. Anyway, it's time for us to talk a little bit of Super Rugby and RTS. We'll chat through in, in just a second as well. Smith City Super Rugby Tipping is here. Register now at tipping.scnzradio.nz for your chance to win weekly prizes. And a massive Samsung 65-inch. Gee, they make TVs big these days. Samsung 65-inch TV for the season's top tipper. Smith City, stoked to support Super Rugby Aotearoa. RTS, talk me through, you mentioned just before the break, is the Falcon mm. 12 may not be his spot. You want him at the back. Why? Oh, look, it's hard, to, it's hard to say that after the weekend. He played his first game. It was probably the most long-awaited uh, first start ever. Obviously, he was meant to play for Auckland NPC side last year and COVID ruined that. Auckland City being locked down, so we weren't, weren't able to see him. Uh, so he played on the weekend in Wellington at Rugby Park, Rugby League Park in Wellington against the Hurricanes. He started the game at 12. Conditions were atrocious, so he wasn't able to stamp his mark on, on the game. Um, but from, you know, he's, he's, well, he's a superstar. Like, honestly, a, a superstar from league still hasn't uh, announced himself on, on the rugby scene. There's still a lot of work-ons that he needs to work on from on the game. Just getting a bit more of an understanding Going to the ground, he gave a couple of penalties, just not releasing the ball that would just be used to his league days. So just fighting on the ground and doing the long play. Simple things that Leon McDonald will do, but just just from the weekend, and he was, like I said, wasn't able to because weather was atrocious, but uh, there were so many opportunities when the ball was, there was lots of kicking in the game. Lots of kicking in the game. And I felt when the Hurricanes were kicking it long and RTS has got 40 metres in front of him, and we know RTS's strengths, his footwork, his agility, his speed. I felt on the weekend at 12, he was just being a bit more of a distributor. He was just passing the ball, getting the ball wide, wasn't really having a crack. But when he was having a crack, there was like a metre in front of him. So for me, I'm just still early days, but I'm convinced that somewhere in the outside backs is his position where he's got a bit more freedom, a bit more space to make those uh, calls when to counter-attack only question marks because of leagueies at fullback when he played fullback for the Warriors and, and the Roosters. There's not much kicking in the game involved at the back in, in league. So my only question mark is if he goes to the back, has he got a kick on him? Can he kick himself out of trouble? Can he put the pressure back on the opposition when they've kicked it long and find the space at the back? That is the only question mark. But my th- questions are, or the way I want to see him, why I want to see him at the back is that Ability when the space is there to just eat those meters up and have a real crack at the defensive line. So, look, time will tell. Leon McDonald is a wizard. He's gone there and he's made changes within the Auckland environment. And I know Ken, he's a big supporter of the show. He'll have something to say, Ken, about RTS. Um, but, yeah, Leon has a plan and I'm sure he'll get the best out of out of RTS going forward, Baz. I actually think Leon McDonald's coming to the lunch that I'm going to today as well, so... Maybe I can ask him what he thinks. I think so. Well, I think I think he's <laughs> going to get there. So let's see. Um, but if that's the case, I'll ask him anyway. Um, I'm yep. interested. Like, so, so one of the other reasons you've said previously you don't want um, RTS at second five is because you don't want to see him used as a battering ram, right? And he needs mm. a little bit of space. Does that is that a little bit determined by how good the distribution is from nine to ten? and the time that it gives them to be able to maybe try and run that inside line. So if he's getting, if they're able to get a bit of coverage with the pass from 9 to 10, 
and then get the ball to RTS, maybe being able to cut back in towards that sort of forward area with enough room and enough space, could that be an effective kind of tactic or is or is there just no room through there on the inside for, for someone with There's just no room. There's just no room now. There's like the team's defense is all about line speed. Every team brings a lot of line speed. Gone are the days of just holding and pushing where teams gave the first five, second five actually time on the ball. Everyone's mentality is get up, cut their time and space down and give them no room. So that extra pass from 10 to 12 is just eating up another two or three metres and just putting them under even more pressure. Look, I could be wrong, and, and I just I just don't want to see him. Like, on the weekend, I just, I've just seen him get the ball, and he's just finding his feet. You've got to give him a break. This is his first game in years. He's just finding his feet. But, you know, he's just passing and, and just having a wee crack every, every now and then and, and doing little bits. I just want to see him with, without having to think at the back or on the wing where he's just got time and space on the hand. He is an unreal defender. His league days, like his him on the wing being a defender, because wingers these days are up in the line, they're getting off the line, putting a lot of pressure on 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 the on opposition attack. So him on the wing would be an unreal asset. So um, if he's able to really work on his craft and turn into a world class twelve, awesome. But for me, I'd love to see him time and space at the back, really opening up and showing the world what he's able to do. He can break ankles. With a bleak eye, mate. Have you you've seen his feet? He has got the best step in the game, and I'll say that right now. If he has time on the ball and he's one on one with you, good luck, because I'll I'll, I'll yeah. back him every single time. What about? Oh, I'm just sort of thinking on my feet here. Let us know as well. Double eight, double three. Where you think Roger Tuivasa Sheck is best position? It's been a hot topic on our show right throughout. We've well, seen his first game the other day in the twelve jersey. Do you see that as a long-term play, or do you see something a little bit different, like as he's proposing at the back, perhaps? What about, just thinking on my feet here, mate, what about mm. 10 comes a little closer then, and 13 goes a little wider, so you create some space in and around that defensive line for him. Could that work, or is, again, there's just no space? Yeah, you, if you're going to hit him at 12, you hit him straight off the straight off 9. You'd, you'd hit him straight off 9, and you'd give him time on the ball. You wouldn't go through 10, you wouldn't go for an extra hand, that's just giving them numbers. Um, but if you're doing that, you're, you're basically just setting them up to run hard, run straight and put some feet on and hopefully make a, a break. And I, I 100% uh, think he can do that. Um, mm. But I just feel when you've got a bit more time and there's 40 metres in front of you at the back there, this is only from my experiences, and you're like looking up and you're like, sweet, there's a prop. There's a prop and a hooker there. That's, that's when your eyes light up. You know, you're like, oh, there they are. There's the big boys. Let's go. That's what I want to see. I don't want to just see him getting the ball off 12 and then boof, getting over the advantage line and he gets up and he's half sore and he's, oh, that was nasty, and then he's out of the game for a bit. I want to see him in the game every single time. That's only my thoughts anyway. Like it. Like it is. Excellent. Give us a text, double eight double three, or a call on the Kenatai phone line, 0800-150-811. Let us know your thoughts on RTS. Plenty more coming up. We've got a little bit later in the hour. Luke Gerard. Luke Gerrard, sorry, Forum Wood Manager. What a story that's going to be. Looking forward to chatting to him. It has been a, an excellent run that they've been on. They come up against some heavy hitters in Everton in, in a couple of days' time. So look forward to chatting to him about that journey they've been on. But for now, it's time for us to head to Emma. Please be nice this time, Emma, with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand.
Thank you, Emma, there with the news updates. Great chat on RTS, boys. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven, or go to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on Twitter. And I've got a poll up there. What do you reckon, RTS? It's a midweek poll. We should do this more often. Uh, what do you think RTS's best position is? Go have a vote there, and we'll compile the answers by the end of the show. Sticking with rugby, um, the South African calendar has come out overnight, lads. And it's got a schedule mm. for New Zealand, the All Blacks, to be over there playing two tests for the first time since what would probably be 2018. Yeah, I mean, COVID's obviously disrupted a lot of it. There was a Rugby World Cup in the mix as well. Um, so it's been a long time since we've been to South Africa. And obviously there's a bit of water to go under the bridge, but they might be playing there um, in Nelspruit and Johannesburg as well in August. So fingers oh, crossed. Yeah, that's right. And then um, across across in cricket, or other pet sport here, which we love, James Anderson and Stuart Broad, we've talked a lot about the English cricketers and what's going on there. Paul Collingwood's taking the helm for that tour of West Indies. Well, uh, Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad, they've been left out of that squad. Again, probably workloads and that sort of thing. Baz, you made the point the other day that English cricketers actually opt in for tours. They don't opt out, which is really interesting. And it made me think, I'm not too sure if that's exactly what's happened here. It's not the end for these two. That's what the analysis is. Well, of course it's not, but they're not going. So I don't know if it's workloads or what it is or if they just didn't want it. They want to take a breather, but the two veterans won't be there in the West Indies. Here's a couple of headlines, Baz. Yeah, I don't think it is um, opting out as such for them. I think they've been dropped, which is quite extraordinary, along with a number of other players as well, Sir uh, Andrew Strauss in charge at the moment after uh, the disastrous Ashes tour, but there's a few other names that are missing as well, Don Best, Sam Billings, Rory Burns, Hasib Hamid and Dawa Milan all being dropped as well from the squad, so it's been a major, major shake-up, not only have you lost your coach, your director of cricket, uh, you've got an interim uh, manager, uh, an interim coach in play with uh, Paul Collingwood. And then you just make wholesale changes. Joe Root's kind of captain. You've got Johnny Bester. You've got Zach Crawley. You've got Fisher, Folks, Lawrence, Leach, Lees, Mahmood, Overton, Parkinson, Pope, Robinson, Stokes, Wokes, and Wood. It's a completely different side. Um, so I guess... Is that panicking? I feel like that's the panic button. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that might have just said... We don't know what we're doing, so therefore we're going to throw everything out and we're going to start again. And that's quite extraordinary, doesn't it? Anyway, it's 7.36 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We've got coming up after the break. This should be good crack. Real Roy of the Rovers. Ole, 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 ole. <laughs> Boreham Wood manager Luke Gerrard coming to us very soon here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Too late. Flick header is forced away. is one that you just cannot put down. Another spellbinding chapter has been written here by Boreham Wood. And there will be a classic cup underdog in the last 16. <laughs> oh, we know sport is often the best place to find a fairy tale. We also know if we look towards... The English football, the FA Cup is prone to throwing up some pretty iconic results. Well, 
in the latest round of FA Cup fixtures, we got an absolute gem. Non-league side Borehamwood FC managed to knock off third-place championship Bournemouth to punch their ticket to a fifth-round tie with Everton. Uh-huh, Everton. This is quite a remarkable story of persistence and passion for the Conference League side. And one man who was right in the thick of the celebrations was Bournemouth's <laughs> manager, Luke Gerard. Gerard, sorry, Luke, who has been good enough to take our call this morning. It's a big good evening to you over there, mate. And tell us what the party was like, please. Baz and Izzy here. Uh, how are you guys? Thank you so much for calling. Um, yeah, listen, the, the bus home was amazing. As you can imagine, we had all the squad on there singing songs. Um, it was quite emotional, I have to say. It's quite emotional because a lot of players haven't even played at the fourth round, let alone going to play in the fifth round. Oh, mate. And what, and what about the community and, and just all the supporters and, and everyone's families? Is just everyone's going on this on this journey, this amazing ride, and it seems that everyone around the world's taken notice of, of what you guys have been able to achieve. Yeah, I walked through the town yesterday with ITV, one of like the produce production teams our side, and you're feel, you're feeling it. It's amazing. You're getting people pulling you to the side and saying what a fantastic job you're doing, what you achieved that night. I was there. I was there with my grandkids. So, yeah, the passion from the from the community was unbelievable. Um, and they travelled in their numbers down to Bournemouth, and they'd done a fantastic job for us. And they were most most definitely our twelfth man. Oh, beautiful, Luke. Well, it's great to have you on the show, mate. It's Izzy here. We appreciate your time. I love an underdog story, but you're not an underdog, mate. You're there for a reason because you're good enough, and I love that story. Mate, tell us what does this do for the club? I know you've been through your own struggles as a club financially. Uh, you know, if you struggled over, I've heard a story of your chairman had to remortgage his house to keep the club afloat. Is that is that right? Like, what does this win do for the club? Yeah, listen, so when the pandemic hit our side, there was no crowds, no astro use, no bar use. So you had to remortgage his house and he paid all the staff and players 100%. He was giving us every week, the day-to-day staff, £100 vouchers for food shopping so that no one had to go to the supermarket because he wanted to keep us all safe. So for that little night on Sunday night, gave him a memory and a moment that was worthy and the finances that come in will, will fill a small void in the massive black hole that has been left behind due to the pandemic. But my chairman would tell you himself, he would forgo any prize money to have a moment like he did after the game on Sunday. Oh, he sounds like just an absolute legend, and I hope the, the journey carries on for him as well and he gets to really enjoy it. Can you, can you break it down for us, mate, like... How many leagues are there and between your side and, and Bournemouth and, and Everton as well? Like, can you, can you just explain the, the, the enormity of what you guys have been able to achieve? So I believe it was 74 positions between us and Bournemouth. Um, that's three divisions. So you've got the League 2, League 1, and then they're in the Championship. They're currently, obviously, third in the Championship, have aspirations to return into the Prem. And with us and Everton, they're in the Premier League. And obviously... Frank Lampard was the well, is the new manager, and he texted me last night. Frank, I don't know him from Adam. He got in touch, um, texted me saying congratulations. He doesn't normally reach out, and to do what he did, I think he's a legend anyway because of his days at Chelsea in England. But he's gone 
superbly high up in my estimation because for a guy <laughs> of his stature to take me is amazing. Let, let's be honest. Yes. What was the reaction? Were you shy and everyone? Well, Frank Lampard's text me. Were, were you going around a bit like that or what? <laughs> so um, I got a call from our club secretary saying the PA of Frank Lampard wants your number. Shall I give it to him? <laughs> I said, you had to, you had to ask me that question. And then I said, no, give it to him, please. And he, he sent me a text. And obviously I sat on the sofa with my wife and kids and she see my mm. mouth drop. She was everything all right. And I'm like, yeah, I've just had a call, a, a text from Frank Lampard. So I've, I've, I've told one friend, I've told my chairman, but I just think it shows you the measure of the man. To go and do that, he doesn't know me from Adam. Yeah. To go and send the message of that calibre is incredible. Awesome. So what's going to happen when you when you beat them 1-0 and... In- in the, in, the, in the game. How good is that going to be? Eh? Then what's going to happen? you text him back. Yeah, this is it. I'll text him back. Unlucky. Apologies for that. No, listen. I'll be over the moon if we have a moment. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be over the moon if we have one moment of Goodison. I know how tough it's going to be. I've spoken to a lot of managers. They said, make sure you get the brick layers out to build you a brick wall in your goal. So, we're not foolish. We understand exactly how tough the task is going to be but yeah we're excited we're really excited because we think it's going to be a, a, an unbelievable evening for sure yeah, well you, you, your goal has been a brick wall you, your goalkeeper's been unbelievable isn't it like your ability your defensive uh, defensive abilities to be able to keep the other team scoreless has been phenomenal right throughout we have kept five, five clean sheets, so obviously five, five rounds and no goals conceded just yet. There was a stat that come up. There's only seven teams that have gone in the first, second, third and fourth round to win all four games and not concede. But we are the first ever non-league side to do it. So that's, that's unbelievable. It's an amazing achievement. What Nathan Ashmore did at Barnet initially and in Tay Ashby Hammond has taken the baton and, and continued that fine form is incredible but to a man yeah them them stats are them stats are amazing hey mate how just quickly on the squad how have they pulled through how's mark rickards i was just reading him he's uh struggled to train last week had a wee injection how's the squad pulled up after the celebrations and that pretty physical performance on the weekend so we are we was going to have him in on today um on their calendar they get a six weekly calendar but i had to change that i've not gotten back in the building now till Thursday because the exertion and the amount of stats that would have gone through the roof in terms of the kilometres covered, I thought it would be foolish for me to bring them in. So they've not been in the building for the last three, well, they won't be in the building until Thursday. I spoke to Mark Ricketts, our skipper today. He said he feels good, just slightly leggy. He's a year above me. I play vets football on a Sunday. I don't know how he does it at that level because I'm 36, I play against very old fat men and I wake up the next day stiff speaking. So I can't tell you how he is playing in the National League at the standard he's doing it. Oh, oh love so good. Look, what about um, what about your coaching aspirations for me? Obviously, you're living a dream right at the moment in time, but you want to you want to keep scaling through the grades and and uh, and one day sort of you know coach coach one of those top top teams. Of course, manage. listen, I have aspirations for coach at the you know manage coach at the highest level possible. I walked out at Bournemouth, 
I felt quite comfortable there and I thought I'd love this on a weekly basis. But I've got a great job at Borenwood. It wouldn't be, I'd be so proud to take them into the EFL. It'd be a dream of mine and I'd love to repay the chairman's face. Seven years ago, he gave me the job and I was the youngest manager in all five divisions and yeah, he, he backed me hugely. So I'd love to repay him with an opportunity of taking the football club into the EFL. Oh, you, you just keep you keep doing what you're doing, mate. You've obviously got a special blend amongst your players, and you're able to get the best out of them. And it's just an absolute amazing story. You got a whole of New Zealand in behind you as well. Hopefully, you can pull off oh, one yeah, of those general. real sort of magical fairy tales. But thanks heaps for joining us, Luke, and enjoy the next little while. Oh, mate. A get up, Cornwood! At some point. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> legend, absolute legend. Uh, Thank you so so much. <laughs> Oh, good man. How awesome. Outstanding. Forumwood manager, Luke Gerard. What a champion. What a lovely guy. How humble and down to earth. Awesome guy. Still aspirational, but what a lovely man. Eh? Look at that. The players, oh, I don't want to see you till Thursday. They get rewarded, mate. And they'll know that. They'll come in. They'll be refreshed. They'll be energized. He's got a cool head on his shoulders, mate. I'm going to be watching his career you know, with interest. You know what they call that, bro? They call that the yeah. law of reciprocity. So you, you give them something, and then you don't ask for it, but at some stage they'll feel that they've got to give you something. So you give them a little bit yeah. of time off, go and enjoy yourself, <sighs> and it'll come back in spades. The law of reciprocity. That was awesome, man. There we go. That was cool. There we go. Luke Gerard, absolute champion, Borenwood manager. We wish him all the best in their FA Cup clash against Everton. How good is that going to be? Have a look online if you can. Jump on. The, on the screen and, and watch it. Do we have it on our SCNZ? Are we going to be able to get that? Imagine. Hutchie, can you sort that one out for us, please, mate? Good man. 7.52 here in the morning <laughs> on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Heaps more when we come back on the other side. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. A couple of minutes away from 8 o'clock and the news with Emma, but we're just, just taking a minute to reflect on that interview with the Borenwood manager, mm. Luke Gerard. We'll get to those texts as well shortly on double eight double three here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. But that text that Luke got from Frank Lampard, mm. Izzy, how cool is that? You could hear it in Luke's voice just how much it meant, eh? Like, just you imagine that moment that it came through. And your question was brilliant too. What'd you do? Just show your mates. <laughs> That's so true. Like, how, how it's sort of much. That would have meant to him, and and good on Frank Lampard. Eh? It just shows that you know some yeah. of these legends they they just get it right. They do, they do, and I was, it just made me think. I saw a wee, uh Instagram thing on the other day about Jack Grealish when he was going into a Man City uh, game, and there was a, a, a little poster put up or a little sign telling him to come over and if, if he could sign this jersey. He went over and he looked at it and he went to walk off because obviously COVID, you don't want to. Uh, interact with, with fans, but then he walked over, signed this jersey, and then behind him there was a young girl in a wheelchair, and she was crying and, and, and doing things like that. He actually walked around and gave her a big hug. And it just made me think, like, as a sportsman or, or someone that's you know, portrayed as being someone special on the big stage, a, a simple text message or a simple, hi, how are you, just means so, so much to these young generation, or just people out there. And, and like you heard on Luke, Gerard's um, voice, how special that was when he said that to him. So, 
just shows that uh, as athletes, bears, or as ambassadors of sport, we can go out there and we can make someone's day simply by saying hi and thank you. So great work, team. We're off to track down some McCafe coffees now. And here's Emma with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Wednesday the 9th of Feb and it's just after 8 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thank you Emma for the news with Kubota. Um, great to get a wee update what's happening around the world. Anyway, if you've missed the last couple of hours, honestly, go to the SCN app and download the Baz and Izzy podcast because you want to listen to the one and only Luke Gerard. He's the manager of Borenwood. And wow, what a wonderful story that is. They are going to the fifth round of the FA Cup and they're up against Everton. And Frank Lampard, yep, the one and only Frank Lampard sent him him a text. So make sure you head over to that and have a listen. Honestly, done a few interviews. That'll be right up there with one of my favourites. Great story. You know, they were nearly financially in the dumps a while back with COVID. And their chairman got them out of the hole. And now they've been rewarded £500,000 they've won from winning that fourth round. So that'll go a long way, long way to keeping the club afloat. Anyway, coming up on the show, remember, 8.40, we've got the UFC quiz. Team Bears, the Team Izzy. One of you, we need two of you to call up. 0800 150 811 on the Kennards High phone line, and you could be a part of this quiz. One of you will go with Bears, one of you will go with me. There'll be three hard questions, because yesterday... They're pretty easy, let's be honest. They're going to be a little bit harder today as we build up to Arasanya Whitaker, Olberg, Chirant, and the Blood Diamond is fighting as well. So looking forward to watching that. But there's going to be three questions. If you get it, if you get it, if you win the comp, the UFC theme quiz, you win a $50 pack courtesy of the team at Musashi. So there you go. Anyway, we've spoke a lot about the football. Winter Olympics and the UFC is coming up this week, and we're just struggling to track down Carlos Olberg. We'll get him very, very shortly, but why not? Why not? Let's just talk about the UFC this weekend. Israel Adesanya versus Rob Whitaker. Oh, it's going to be an absolute classic. If you remember, it's been a few years in the making, Bears. A few years in the making. Adesanya announced himself on the world stage in Melbourne in front of his home crowd, went over there, and it was a freakish knockout in the second round one that just really really got him going so um, I'm really looking forward to this round two but not only him you've got Carlos Olberg um, I watched him get his UFC contract in the contenders when he knocked out one of the Brazilians and then he had a tough one in the latest round when he when he got dropped in the second fight in his career so this one is a bit more redemption bit of a redemption for him to stamp his mark on the UF stage uh, he's a Big, big-time kickboxer. He's been around in the kickboxing game for a while. He's won King of the Ring a couple of times in New Zealand, so kickboxing is his forte. He has got a big, big future in the UFC if he can get this win. And then not only him, Mike the Blood Diamond, he's fighting. I don't know if you know him. He's a guy who's got real blondy hair. I think it's all black now, but he's a big, big unit. He is having his first fight in the UFC this weekend on the prelims. So there's a stack card, Bam Bam Tuivasa. Yeah, watching him, he's taking on Derek Lewis, two big behemoths, two big heavyweights, and they know how to punch me. One of those punches, gone, go to sleep. So it's a big stacked field 
fight card this weekend. I'm really looking forward to it this Sunday and ripping into it. I'm going to have a wee barbecue on Sunday, Baz, and uh, invite a couple of the friends around and light the fire and, and watch the UFC 12 to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Adesanya, he's right up there, mate. Do you watch a little bit of UFC? You, you're going to get involved on Sunday and have a wee watch, mate? Yeah, I could do. I've got, I got the... Um got the IPL auction on uh, Saturday, oh, Sunday yeah. as well. So late old nights, late old nights, you know. Mm. So I guess I'm, I'm technically working, you know. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Always Wednesday, working. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, you know. Like, <laughs> technically, you know, just Why are you rolling in so it? If I, oh, here we go. I've got horses, mate, you know. Horses, they, <laughs> they need feed. And feed costs money. That's okay. I've got enough for a pie, a pint, and a punt. That's enough to keep me going. But uh, I might, I might try and um, I might watch it though. Well, I will watch mm. it if if you think it's worthwhile watching, which clearly, oh, um, from Promise. from your intro, it certainly is. Mm. City Kickboxing. Yeah. They've got three fighters, and yeah, they they're probably yeah, they are a premier fight club in New Zealand, and they're doing big things. And particularly Mike Diamond, he's he's won King of the Ring as well. He is a big, big man, and he can pack a punch. So I'm, yeah, I'm pumped. Obviously, with the city kickboxing influence, I'm definitely going to watch it. But even Whitaker, Arasanya, look, something about Whitaker, like in his last fight, I think there's some underlying factors. Like he did get punched, and he got knocked out. I just think this is going to be a different one. I know I'm Arasanya's going to win the bout, but I think it's going to be pretty close. I think Rob's coming with a bit of bit of fire in his belly and. Um, you know, he's had his own little troubles with his family. He's got a lot to play for. His, I think his daughter was was coming coming back from a wee illness. So, um, yeah, there's a little little fire in his belly. So it's going to be fireworks, mate. Fireworks. Can't wait. Isn't uh, Louis? You you're quite into UFC, aren't you? You quite like watching the UFC. Yeah, I wouldn't call myself a um, a nuffy, but I, I enjoy it. I've definitely got more into it. Yeah, mm. Kiz, you you into it? Kiz loves it. Kiz is trying to get in touch with Carlos right now. He's on the tools, but Kiz loves it. Okay, what can't multitask in the kitchen? Uh, I think he's just <laughs> listening for that dial tone. He's just he's. How do you see it playing out, Louis? How do you see Sunday playing out? Who, and who's who's your fight? Obviously, out of Sunday, but who's in the undercard? You're thinking gonna be oh, fireworks. I tell you what, I love Bam Bam Tuivasa. There's yeah. something about this bloke. Chewy. He, he is a just a strange, strange human, but he is so he's box office. Like you want to mm. watch box office bears? The fight before the main card. These two huge boppers, and they are just absolutely loving it. Oh, I've just got a missed call from Carlos, so I might give him a bell back. Um, <laughs> I'll handball it back to you, lads. <laughs> all good, all good. Yeah, watch the undercards. I don't know if you remember that. If you've if you've seen a bit of, the, I'll, I'll send you a clip of it. But if Tuivasa wins. He gets up on the cage, Baz, and he gets a shoe out of the crowd, and he pulls a beer into it and just smashes a beer out of the shoe. Does a shoey on after every time he wins. So that's his, like, signature move. And they are two big, big boys that can pack a punch. Whew, it's going to be good. <laughs> shoey. I don't know if I'll be into a shoey. Yeah. you never done a shoey, Baz. you never done a shoey. Nah, horseshoey. Nah, I like my beer out of a. <laughs> I like my beer out of a glass. I don't feel like at forty years of age I need to be doing shoey. Hey, good news is we oh. got we got the man. We got him. We got him. 
We got the man, the big man, Carlos Olberg, out of the United States. We had a big intro for him, but we've already talked him up. He's up and about. Carlos Olberg, he's fighting in UFC 271. Good morning, brother. It's morning here, so it's probably afternoon over there. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good, thank you. Thank you. It's it's beautiful weather Ah, here, so... um, it's actually feeling like a nice uh, autumn, autumn state here in um, in Texas. So it's beautiful. Oh, nice man! I've been I've been watching on the social media and watching the boys' uh, week and the travels over. Pretty luxurious travel, I must say. The PJ to Houston, how good! But how's the how's the week been in preparation? Sitting into the United States, settling in, all good. Yeah, it's good, eh, bro? I mean, uh, when, you, when you travel with the champ of the, you know, the middleweight division of the world, it's, you know, you get to, you get to, you know, dive into the luxuries. So, um, now nah, it's been good, man. We've got a massive team here. Uh, so we've got maybe a group of 20, 20 or so or more uh, in this big house that mm. we've, we've been fortunate to be staying at. Um, and it's really good to have, a, uh, you know, the brothers and sisters here who have, who have pretty much been stuck here in in, in America and um, who have travelled as well just to, just to be here with us. So it's it's quite amazing to have to have everyone around us. Oh, nice, bro. It looks bloody good anyway. I was watching you eat all that nice kai on that private jet on your way to Houston. Uh, look, 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 good, mate. Hey, uh, quickly, it's been a long time between fights. I, I follow you on the gram too. I've seen you've had a good summer being able to travel to New Zealand, mate. But how's the summer been for you? And how's preparations heading into this into this weekend's fight? Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. The summer was amazing. Obviously, we didn't get to spend too much time with uh, with our family and friends like we would have. Um, but you know, again, it's a massive sacrifice for something that we 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 did and want to get to to the top. So, um, and especially training with someone like Israel and, and Blood Diamond, you know, who have the same same vision and focus as I do. It's it's kept me up. Mm. It's kept me sharp. So it's 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 been a great great camp, nice long camp for me, thirteen weeks, and we're now what three days away now. So it's um it's it's been good been amazing nice yeah hey carlos it's baz here mate hey um your involvement with the baz. city kickboxing guys like like izzy and, and dan hooker and the like have you learned heaps from them already and, and stuff that you can bring into your style yeah of course man i mean we've we've i've been i've been with the guys you know um as, as a kickboxer um for years even before i was with city kickboxing i was spying with izzy uh beforehand as well so um, we've we've all kind of kept each other sharp, and you know we we'll steal each other's tricks um, on the low. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm quite yeah, I'm quite fresh. I'm quite fresh to the mixed martial arts scene. Um, you know, coming coming up from the kickboxing uh, circuits, it's it's nice to to keep my I guess my my brain in in, in a in a learning. You know, I'm a student of the game, so I want to. I want to try and learn something more um, mm. than what I when I've got under my belt. So, um, you know, the mixed martial arts game for me is going to be, you know, years for me to to try and get to the top because, you know, it's, it's quite a massive, uh, evolving mm. sport. It's probably the biggest sport at the moment in the world. So, um, and you know, everyone's mm. jumping in it around the world. So, um, yeah, man, I, we're all learning on the game and we're all learning from each other. So. 
Me, bro, I can't wait to watch this weekend and, and watch the City Kickboxing crew go out there and get the dub. Mate, tell us about Blood Diamond. This is obviously, he's new to the UFC. I've watched him in the King of the Rings, so he's an absolute animal. But how's his preparations yep. been too as well? Is he is he ready to rip in and knock some blocks off? <laughs> of course, man. I mean, he's if, if, you've, if you've watched carefully of uh, Blood Diamond, which I'm sure you have, um, of his, um, his career and his kickboxing um, career, so he, he's one of those guys where you can you can expect the unexpected, man. And um, mm. he's he's got a lot he's got a lot of tools in his shed, man. So you know, like I said, just expect anything from that guy because he's he's definitely one to look out for. Um, his training has been amazing. We've all come with the same focus, and we're all quite determined to to get that win because. You know we're at the highest peak of uh, of this uh, sport and um, MMA anyway. Uh, with the UFC, we're competing with some of the big, some of the biggest names or the the yeah. best guys in the world. So um, it's it's great to to um, to have the support that we do from 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 our fellow Kiwis and and uh, New Zealanders, mm. and um, and we hope to do everyone proud, man. Awesome. Hey Carlos, what about um, the fight coming up for you, mate? Against Fabio, I think it's called Fabio. Sorry, Tarant. Is it a favourable matchup yeah. for you? And, and you're going in with, uh, you know, with with full confidence. Man, man, I'm Samoan. Man, you can expect a fight. <laughs> it's gonna be a fight. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we we love a fight, man. But I mean, you know, I've I've learned so much uh, in, in this camp and and um it's it's like it's a, like i said before man it's a fast evolving sport where everyone's kind of learning off each other of you know one country's got a certain style our particular style is kickboxing and you know we're well known for our kickboxing in new zealand and we've represented that in the past in history so pretty well too so um with fabio man you know i mean i know he's a bull he's a bull so i'm i'm gonna I'm gonna be the matador of the of the of the scene for this for this fight. Um, if, mm. if, if you might, if you like, but um, you know, uh, you, you know, there's a big scene in Texas. <laughs> Is uh, you, you know, you can fool me once, but I mean, but it's like I'm gonna go out there and see, you know, see what he's got, and he, you know, he's a, he's a strong competitor. I can't look past any of that. It's a light heavyweight division. So um, everyone's got knockout power in that heavyweight division. So um, I gotta, you know, be very cautious of his of his antics, of his uh, of what he mm. wants to do. And he definitely is um, he's, he's he wants to get the win too. So um, it's uh, it's just my 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 wits against his, and uh, I guess my will against his as well. Oh, bro, can't wait. Can't wait. There's going to be fireworks, mate. Quickly, before we let you go, we've got to touch on Izzy. How's Izzy been, mate, and his scrap with Whitaker? It's uh, been a long time coming, but he, he's in a good headspace. Of course, man. You, you know, Izzy, he's, he's yeah. you know, it's, 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 <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting, man. He's, you know, in this camp, it's been something different. I've spent a bit more time with him um uh, because of the lockdowns and all that, where you we yeah. had to kind of bubble up together and really kind of solidify ourselves with each other as a group. Um, although I've known him for for many years, it's more like you know, okay, this guy really does have the amount of energy that he does. Um, you know, he it's interesting because you've got one guy. I'm just comparing 
him to uh, Blood Diamond, who, yeah. you know, Israel, who's on one side of the spectrum where he's he's a high energetic guy, and then you have you know who loves to love to talk, loves to you know be in front of the camera, loves to you know show show everything, <laughs> you know, and you have you have Blood Diamond. Was more of the guy who just likes to be um, kind of behind the scenes and then just show up when he does. So I feel like yeah. I'm I'm in the middle of that. I guess I'm in between that where I'm like, <laughs> oh, you know, I'll try and do a bit of this and that. But um, it's it's been a fun camp and we've all kind of um, fed off each other's energy and and like I said, you know, you have one guy who's so energetic and the other who is who has um, kind of balanced that out for us. So. Um, mm. And the, the best thing about it is we've got this massive group here with us in this camp or in this um, in this fight week especially. And everyone's outside right now putting the barbecue on. Huge just uh, coaches mm-hmm. just got in this morning and he's uh, giving everybody, uh, you know, you, you got to, oh, I don't know if I should be swearing online, but <laughs> giving everybody some <laughs> ish. But, um, but uh, putting us, you know, putting us in line and stuff. But, He's putting the barbecue yeah, on right. downstairs at the moment, and um, you know we're feeling like we're at home. Everyone's everyone's singing along, and uh, it's it's quite good vibes. So, uh, you know, I'll put some videos out right now and on Instagram, and uh, I guess you guys can have a look at it too. It's feeling like awesome. home. We're awesome. making them feel like home. Right now. Oh, that's what it looks like, bro. City kickboxing. They've got a homely feel, and uh, I love uh, watching you, you know, your team represent the flag and, and do it with pride, mate. Quickly, um, we're going to let you go, but I know you've got a great relationship with Musashi and they're able to help you do what you do. Quick little shout-out for Musashi. Of course, man. Musashi's been around, you know, they've been supporting me for many years, man, from, from what I can remember, and they've they've helped me out with everything that I'd need. I've, I've even snuck in a few of the Musashi energy drink cans in here <laughs> and everyone's trying to scab them off me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, they've, they've been amazing for me, man. And uh, Jeremy, who's uh, has been my support out there, has has um, been so great for me, man. So shout out to Musashi, love you all, and uh, thank you. Awesome, there he is, Carlos Olberg. He is fighting this weekend, Fabio Charant. We support you all the way from NZ. Go out there, knock them out, and uh, we'll see you when you get home, brother. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. Yeah, brother. Thank you. Awesome, there he is, Carlos Olberg. Champion fighter out of City Kickbox. Anyway, we'll be back shortly with Paulie Morwati from the TAB Live Catch-Up. You'll listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 26 minutes past 8 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It's time for our TAB Live update with Paulie Morwati. Of course, TAB. Let bet live on your favourite sports with TAB app today. Good morning, Paulie Morwati. Good morning, Bears. Good morning, Niz. Hey, uh, Paulie, we've got we've, we've got we've got a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Oh, so you know the you know the um, the punting comp we did late last year. Yeah, yeah. And we and we swung for the hills constantly to try and you know like to start yes. buying choppers for help, for charity and stuff. You know, we we're, we were trying to really just dominate. Yeah, well. Emma, who's now reading the news in place of Trudy, has slammed us. In fact, put it in her news bulletin as I, as the wooden spooners. As the wooden spooners. Yeah. And I can only think that that has come as a request from you, Paul Imawati. Is this true? Paulie? You there? 
Oh no, you got the back. Yeah. You guys, you guys disappeared. I thought you cut me off. I, I actually heard it on the news too. The wooden spooner. So you, you want a chance at redemption, don't you, boys? You do. That would be nice. Did you tell him that to say would that? Be yeah. nice. We've got much well, to prove. Well, I'm I'm sitting across uh, a couple of desks from the guy who holds the purse strings in regards to that. So I'm going to push your case to have another showdown this year. There needs to be a chance for you guys to get off the bottom of the table, drop the wooden spoon, and just circle the field and hit the winning post (laughs) just at the right time. I know you boys can do it. Thank you, Paulie. That would be wonderful. If you can make that happen, we'll be ready, and we'll be waiting, yep. and we'll be ready yeah, to I'll... pounce. Anyway, <laughs> what do you yep. got for us today, Paulie Marty? Well, they're racing up at Ruakaka today, so we've got a bonus back promotion on races one and two at Ruakaka. I can tell you in race one, uh, the Tony Pike Philly total recall has been the best back in race one, although not without a few challenges. Um the best of which is probably um, the O'Sullivan Spot um, Colt Wine Express also had a bit of support as well. So total recall, the best back in race one, uh, but Wine Express does have his friends as well. And race two, the best back there, uh, it's, uh, well, the money would suggest it's a two-horse race between number two, Asperitas, and number four, Pilsner. Uh, so, um, yeah, it, the money's fairly evenly split between those two in race two. Look, we've also got a bonus back golf promotion on the Phoenix Open this weekend. Um, head to the TAB to check out all the T's and C's around that promotion, but basically have a pre-tournament outright win a bet on the Phoenix Open this weekend. Um, and if your player doesn't win but finishes inside the top ten, will refund your bet up to $50 as a bonus bet. There are a number of top players there as well. The market headed by John Rahm at $8.50. Uh, Justin Thomas, who played very, very well last weekend, is at $13. And Hideki Matsuyama, who has won this uh, tournament twice, is at $17. Beautiful. Thank you, Paulie Mwati. Plenty of good racing up there at Royal Kaka and love the golf promo as well. Thank you very much, mate. Good to catch up. That was Paulie Cheers, Mwati with our TAB live update promotions and player hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. It is time now for Emma with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. SCNZ, yeah, get on the go on the Knicks tonight on SCNZ. Wellington Phoenix, you're home for it. Stay here and tune in as they go to battle. That's um, I saw this is I guess a news headline. They're actually having to play that game in Wollongong behind closed doors. It was essentially a, a away home game if you know what I mean because they can't get into New Zealand, but. They are hemorrhaging, and this is what David Doan, their general manager, said, so badly from COVID not being able to have games in New Zealand and fans turning up and you know clicking the turnstiles over that they can't actually afford to open the stadium. Um, so real tough times for the Knicks over there. 
So hopefully, when you're tuning in on SCNZ, we can hear them get up. Hey, boys, uh, I know they're racing at Ruakaka today, and I also know that I tipped one out called Pinarello in race number four. But it is short. It's $2.20. It definitely should be winning, and I think it will win with Vinny up, go back from the draw and roll over top of them. But just looking at this field once (laughs) again, I might throw one out of odds as well, and you can either Quinella them or you could play them both. $15 and $3.80. There's a horse here, and Sammy Spratt is back riding. Yeah, she's off the... Oh. Oh, yeah, Sammy Spratt's back riding. She's I don't know if she's on the good oil this weekend. She's been... Gee, she goes good behind the mic. But she's back riding, and she jumps on one for Nicholas Bashara called Salva Verde. Now, this horse has only won one race out of its five starts, but I tell you what, it's the race it won. It was second up. And it was at Ruakaka. Today it finds itself second up and at Ruakaka. Sammy Spratt, a front riding jockey. Barrier 11. I bet you she pushes it to the front. And it could be hard to mow down there in race number four. Maybe Pinarello storms home for the Quinn. That was just something that took my fancy. And Izzy, you inspired me to launch a poll, a midweek poll, when you were talking about Roger Tuavasa Sheik. And I said, yeah. what do you think RTS's best spot is? And there's been some. Um, texts that have come through, one here talking about 15, but on Twitter with only 20 votes at, or so at the moment, people still think second 5-8 is his best position, mm. so they're obviously not listening to what, maybe not necessarily agreeing to what you're saying, wing was the next favourite, no. then fullback and centre. Yeah, I, I can see where they're coming from, because they've got so much talent in the Blues at the moment, with Lance, uh, Zahn Sullivan and uh, Peter Feta. And on the wings, they've got Caleb Clark, um, AJ Lamb. So they've got so much talent on the outsides, and they're a bit short in the midfield. So I can get an understanding of why they're, they're probably heading down that track. Or they might just see him being a potential uh, great great second five. Um, look, I just said, look, I just want to see him with time and ball in, in space, time in hand, you know, just being able to run freely, not being able to have, have to have, uh, you know, so many... Uh, straps on him where he's just got to be that battening ram. But that's that's my reasoning, and other people have got their reasonings, and we'll have to just soon see. We'll soon see. Like, Leon McDonald's got a plan, and if anyone's going to get the best out of him, it'll be Leon McDonald. He knows what he's doing. So let's just sit back and see, and, and we'll we'll go to it. And after a couple of rounds in Super Rugby, and we'll reassess it, won't we? Go there. Bang on. Bang on, mate. And I think you are right. I think Leon McDonald is... Hey, well, look, Leon McDonald, here's a guy that had um, <laughs> was played out of position a fair bit, wasn't he? Mm. Um, he knows mm. what it's like <laughs> to be an outside back playing in the centres. So maybe if anyone was to work it out, he would know. Um, bang on, Izzy. Uh, Carlos Alberg. the other thing I was going to say, what a legend. So good that they're having a Kiwi, bit of Kiwi atmosphere over there. He should call back and play our quiz because it's tough today. Izzy, you demanded a tough quiz, so mm. we've made a tough quiz. Okay. Yeah, give us a call. Give us a call, you, you UFC fans and, and fanatics that know everything about UFC, because I don't. I love the sport. I love the fighting game, and it's going to be a great card on Sunday. So give us a call, 0800-150-811, the UFC-themed quiz. Thanks to the team at Musashi. Call now. Call right now, and you could be with Baz, or you could be with... Izzy will be back shortly with the UFC Fight Club quiz. For Bears and Izzy's UFC Fight Club quiz, thanks to Musashi Energy Drinks, Energy Amplified. 
fueling Carlos Olberg at UFC 271. And we just spoke to Carlos Olberg. He is preparing well with the Team City Kickboxing. It's time for the quiz. The UFC Fight Club quiz, giving you a chance to win a 50 buck pack from Musashi, the team at Musashi. Carlos Olberg spoke about Musashi and how they are able to help him achieve big things on the world stage. Let's hope we can see that this Sunday. But we need you to call. Call now, 0800 150 and you can be on Team Team Izzy. Team Izzy as we go back-to-back. In the UFC themed, UFC themed quiz. So give us a call 0800 150 Musashi Energy Drinks fueling Carlos Olberg at UFC 271. How good. Give us a call now because we got Morgan on the line and Morgan's with Team Baz. And well, otherwise I'll be doing it by myself. Here we go. We might have spooked them, is he? Might have said it too hard. <laughs> Morgan, Come how on, are you? Morgan. There you go. How we going, fellas? Let's go. Good. Good. Let's go. Your team, Bears. Need you. Need you. John. I've got John. John is John is team, is he? How are you, John? Yeah, good, is he? All right, right mate. I need you, okay? I need you. So over to you, Louis. Okay, lads. We know this. Yes, these questions are hard. So I, I don't think we're going to be th- five and out today. I'm pretty sure. But the the coin toss is important. Bears, you called yesterday. Izzy, you call today. Here it goes. Tails. Heads it is. Heads oh. it is. That felt like a coin toss or two I've been involved in before. <laughs> Alrighty. No, no, no. I've got this footage in here. You can't, none of that assisting going on. All right, Morgan, let's get it underway, mate. Okay, who holds who holds the record for most consecutive wins in UFC history? Ferguson. Sorry, what was that? Joe, we'll just get John turned Tony Ferguson. Uh, Tony Ferguson. No, that sends it to Come on, John. J- John, you can steal this one, mate. You've got him in a headlock. You've, you're going for the takedown. Can I help him? Uh, well, we'll start with yeah, John. Johnny Bones Jones. Yes. Ah, true. Yeah. Cool. True. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I got the Johnny chance. Boy. I thought if Morgan got it wrong, it went to me. Oh, nah. Bears! I thought you just—I was looking at you, and you kind of didn't really present like. <laughs> I was trying to Google it, but my internet wasn't working. <laughs> oh, have we, have we got an inquiry? We've got an inquiry there. <laughs> the sirens no, going no. on. All right, all right. I'll make sure we give you more time. So, okay, here we go. Well, it's still with John now. You got that one. That's one up. There's a split in the game. Uh, which heavyweight? No, sorry. Let me get. Who holds the record for the most knockouts in UFC all divisions? John. Most knockouts is uh, what's his name. He's fighting Ty Tuivasa this weekend. Is Garrett the Black Bear Lewis? Black Beast Lewis? Gee, that's good knowledge. Yeah, Johnny boy! <laughs> 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 all right. Johnny's got the split. John and Izzy have the split on Izzy, uh, on Bears here. Um, actually, this is one. Bears, this, look, I, I think you're good here, Bears. We'll start, with, we'll start with Morgan, then we'll come to you, Bears. What is Conor McGregor's nickname? 
Another question? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's, 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 all right. It's 2 1. This is the, still for the game here. This is for the game, John and Izzy, to go 2 1. Turn it all up on the week. Who did Shane Young make his UFC debut against? Oh. oh. No. oh. Shane Young. Oh. Don't Google it, Bears. I'm, yeah, Bears. I'm, not, I'm trying to get on my oh. MetaMask account. <laughs> oh, I've. Oh, yeah, have a oh, stab. Um, I don't know. You say Brandon Moreno. Mm. I don't know. It's not Brandon Moreno. Bears. Do you do you want a chance, Bears? <laughs> uh, can uh, what? Can I throw this one to Morgan? Morgan, can I throw this to you? I reckon uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. Oh, that's correct. Oh, hey, no. Morgan. Wait, did, did you Google it, Morgan? Get did you up. Google it? Honestly. Uh, nah, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, um, I'm not even at the computer. Okay, okay, that's all right. Because it's, okay. it's, it's, it's all right. Get up. Hey, brother. Smart. So whose turn is it? I've lost count. Is it, it's, a, it's our turn. Jasper. We've got a chance to nah, bring it home. It's their turn. It's Bears and Morgan's time on, on two points, right? Who did Ronda Rousey yeah. famously lose to in a title fight? Holly Holm. <laughs> Get up, son. Man. Morgan, the resilience. Morgan. The resilience, a comeback yeah. story. What an outstanding, just a tale of an underdog oh, yeah. performing it. You're only as good as your leader, Baz. You're only as good as your leader, Hey, John, John, we'll oh, be back tomorrow, Morgan. brother. <laughs> well played Well done John Thank you Flame mate Well done oh. Morgan That's hanging tough That was get out of our get, control Surely I'll get a, a TAB voucher As well for that Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Uh, I'd love what to give you Paulie? one but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is out of our hands Sorry mate Well done You <laughs> Musashi Prize pack $50 worth Congratulations And there we'll be go. doing Work this again tomorrow guns. Oh, brilliant. Outstanding. What a game. Just a, what a superb storyline as well. Well played, Louis. Good effort, Is. Unlucky. Good effort, John. Unlucky. Morgan, you're a superstar. It is 8.49 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We'll be back on the other side with Temper. Sleep on it with the Doyen, the voice of sport for all of New Zealand and Smith, actually.